Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Luck. And I'm Daniel Lee, and I just have my mouth open all the time now, so you can never hear me click ever again. Ooh, character development. He's uh, leveled up a little bit? Yeah, in the worst way. <laughs> just a constant gaping mouth hole across from me while I'm talking. Yep. It's probably going to affect the acoustics, because I'm just going to be talking into your mouth. Oh, and no, that, it might actually help a lot, yeah, because <laughs> there's no there's no foam boards on your side. Oh, yeah. So I'll just catch all of your sound vibrations in my mouth, <laughs> my gaping maw. <laughs> ah, classic Matt Mercer. But yeah, thank you for tuning in to One Shot at a Time. You're giving me a weird look. What is that reference to? Very often in season one, when Matt Mercer was describing a monster, he would be like, oh, it's gaping toothy maw, is his descriptives he often Interesting. uses. Interesting, okay. So it became like a weird meme for a while within the community yeah yeah i can see people latching onto that it yeah. is it is a weird thing to reincorporate all the time in your descriptions mm -mm -mm. yeah so we're a DD podcast we take a random prompt turn into a one-shot adventure sometimes within an hour lately it hasn't been but whatever but yeah daniel so what are we doing this week for our prompt so i was thinking the past few episodes that i think you also feel this way but the ones that have done, not done really well, because we don't really have any metrics for that, but just like <laughs> felt the best to make were ones where we were just like, let's just take a random topic from us just kind of spitballing and then see if we can iterate on that until we end up with something. So that was like the one for the book fair episode, um, oh, yeah. the most recent Elsa versus the Undertaker episode. <laughs> Which was a very wild journey that we went on. Yeah, I surprisingly just... I was so unsure of where that was going to go, but it ended up culminating in something really nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I had a blast doing it. Plus, it gave me a chance to dive into my lackluster wrestling lore that I had for right, two years. Right, right, yeah. right. It is very nice to be on the end of, like, being the guy that just kind of listens to somebody explain something to you for an hour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was nice. Okay, so I guess we can do the whole, like, improv-esque crowd-working thing where we kind of just, like, accumulate a bunch of topics so yep show me what you got yeah so let, let's do a standard question here which is uh what's an event coming up that in your life that you're going to be going to or you're dreading yada yada oh okay so we're both going to a wedding oh right yeah in a couple weeks true which speaking of like this recording is actually probably the most up-to-date one we usually have indeed because i'm out of backlog so this one will actually come <laughs> out uh next tuesday which is September 27th. Whatever you guys are listening to it today. But right. No, that's really confusing. Seven, seven days from this day. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't help at all. That doesn't help at all. What day is it today? We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Can you just edit in? I'll just, at the end of the show, I'll say today's date. September 20th. Once we can actually look it up and then oh. we can and then we can paste it in. Okay, yeah, yeah. It'll be just a weird cut in. We'll have to remember that. No, it'll be it. really smooth because you're so good at editing now. September 20th. Oh, yeah, totally. You yeah. guys haven't, couldn't tell, right? Maybe? Is this edited right now? Huh? Huh? <laughs> okay, that's tough. Okay. What a weird way to flex it. Yeah, yeah. So we have a wedding coming up for one of our close friends in Seattle. Yeah, so what's going on with weddings? Yeah, so what what makes, like, what are you excited about about this wedding, I guess? Like, uh, Wearing a vest. Having an excuse to wear a vest and not look like a, a prick. What, what keeps you from wearing a vest on a daily? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm not just going to roll up to the Fry's grocery store, and that's another thing that we'll have to explain, because in <laughs> other states, Fry's was a now-defunct electronics store, but in mm -hmm. Arizona specifically, we have grocery stores with the same Fry's yeah. nomenclature. So for most other places in the world, it's probably Kroger, 
is what it's known as. Or, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's under the Kroger brand. I thought Kroger was like the Kroger Costco thing. Kroger Costco thing? Like Kirkland, Kirkland's? Oh, that's Kirkland. Yeah, Kirkland Signature is the Costco's generic brand. Damn. We're going deep into like corporate Deep into grocery store lore? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Kroger is the... Kroger, it's a reference to... Um, what the hell is his name? Sagat? Sagat from yeah. Street Fighter. His tiger attack? His Kroger knee. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Kroger knee. We'll incorporate that somehow into it. So, Have we ever done Street Fighter adjacent stuff on this podcast? I don't think so, no. Yeah. What? I know I, we referenced it last episode. Yeah, we reference it quite often because we both kind of... Well, we don't reference Street Fighter specifically, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we just, like, referenced a lot of video game shit last episode. Yeah, and a lot of video game moves, like, Tatsumaki Senpukyaku. <laughs> oh, right, right. I just want to, for the record, I do know how to say Tatsumaki Senpukyaku. I just, like, tried to say it really fast, and then I stumbled over my own lips. But I just wanted to set the record straight. I know the name of the move, okay? Yeah, yeah, you got this. I believe uh, Back you. quarter circle heavy kick. Oh, uh, okay. Or light kick or medium kick. Yeah, if there's multiple kick, options, depending kick. on what game you play. Yeah. Street Fighter 6 is coming out. depending on what game you play, there isn't an option because it was only a punch and a kick button. Oh, true, true, true. Well, you guys tell us what options you have and you can <laughs> tweet us at one shot at a time. Anyways, so, so far it sounds like we've been talking about weddings, grocery stores, and Street, and street Fighter. Fighter. Those so, are some pretty solid topics. Yeah, let's, let's work with those three topics and see what we can turn into a one shot adventure. Or is there something else you want to dive a little bit more into to figure out? No, I think there are three like distinct enough topics that we have a lot of branching off points, I think. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen with grocery stores, but... Okay, I mean, maybe we'll, they're fighting we'll in the grocery store and having a wedding. It's a, it's a Kroger-themed wedding. Oh, you know, I like the idea of like fighting in a grocery store okay for some reason maybe they have to fight to get a wedding cake or maybe some supplies for the wedding and maybe this is like a fate uh, a final fight like side scrolling game and then you're just like running through and fighting your way this is still a DD podcast by the way but we'll figure it out as we go huh i thought we were just hanging out this is just what we usually do we just do improv exercises just Mm -hmm. cold calculated extreme precise gameplay <laughs> just speed running improv exercises oh yeah this is an hour demonstration of our improv yeah props. just how sick we are just not no jokes just sick ideas oh, perfect god. execution oh my god uh no was i i think i was about to say something um i just threw you for a loop but man. i kind of just forgot as usual All threw right. me for a loop kind of like in street fighter when you get thrown into a loop oh yeah yeah reuse back throw right okay anyways um <laughs> No, I was going to say, I think we were onto something with like the sort of mad dash for something in a grocery store. So like competing with other people in a grocery store Oh, for something. I kind of like that. Have you ever seen the anime Bento? Um, I think I watched like four episodes of it and I dropped it. Yeah, so the concept of the anime is that... It's not good enough to watch past the first four episodes? <laughs> That's part of it. I think That's it's most actually... anime. Hot take. Oh! Most anime is kind of bad. It... That's fair. There's a lot of anime out there, so just like anything else, there's a small percentage that's gold. I feel like if there's one thing I'm going to catch hella flack for on this podcast, it's my bad takes on anime. <laughs> Richard's just going to message, he's like, Daniel, you suck. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, just like, no! Dude, if we ever lose Richard as a listener, we'll all be fucking devastated. I wonder what would cause that. Is it going to be your bad talking takes Talking shit anime? about anime <laughs> is probably the most likely thing. 
Nah, I don't even think Richard watches anime. Or much maybe anymore. if I just come out as like staunchly anti-breasts. Like oh, I, like I just right. Don't like breasts. Breasts and vampires. Right. It's fine. He loves everybody. Richard's a great guy. Yeah, right. He listens to our podcast. Thank you, Richard. He's a great guy. He listens to our podcast, and that's the only qualifier. Okay. Okay. Sorry, you threw me for a loop, but. Bento is an anime where... <laughs> right, sorry, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bento is an anime where at night, at like the Japanese grocery... No, Japanese convenience stores and grocery stores, they yeah. put discounts on... And this is, a, this is a real phenomenon. So they make these like lunch box kind of like meals, like packaged meals uh, fresh at... Mm. Even at convenience stores, which yeah. is crazy to me. I don't know where they do it. They're so small. There's too. a small back room kitchen thing. Um, yeah, but Japanese buildings are so tiny. I'm just like, where do you have space to fit in another kitchen and right. do all this? Yeah, and keep no, it at such a high mystery. quality too. It's I think they like it's just a bunch of like fold out shit, like <laughs> pull out ovens and shit. Oh man! But, but yeah, no. So they make all that fresh. Oh, that's crazy. And okay. then that's why they have to like heavily, heavily discount it at the end of the day because otherwise it gets thrown away. That makes sense. So the concept of the series is that when those discounts hit, a lot of people go and fight for the bentos. Like they actually go full like anime battle right which is crazy because the animation for the first four episodes are amazing <laughs> yeah okay so, on track for my experience so far yeah they have like some crazy combat so maybe we can do something similar with that aspect where you as players are going into a grocery store or some form something similar to that in a D style right right to collect materials for a wedding and that's part of it maybe yeah, for a, for a one shot, I think that's pretty good. Like, kind of having a central event mm-hmm. where you can just—it's like a competition, basically. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty good. It's like, as we always like to kid ourselves by saying, like, "Oh, this is a very modular idea. You can fit it into any campaign." <laughs> yeah, just kind of have like a—you um, stumble upon a person who needs you to get this. Maybe it's like a time of the year when everybody is trying to get their hands on some kind of like legendary fruit or vegetable okay something like that some like giant peach of some sort james and the giant peach momotaro oh okay that works too yeah Mm. maybe like they have to collect this peach for the wedding and that's how they give birth to their son in this world maybe that's weird oh interesting yeah like so it implies that there's sort of a supply and demand <laughs> to childbirth. And not everybody that wants to have a kid can. Yes. Because it's reliant on this peach. Oh, but what if it's like dryads or something? Oh, okay. So maybe so, it's a Feywild thing? Yeah, like the vessels of their childbirth, so to speak, or their mm. propagation is through like this specific fruit. Mm. Is that a cool idea? Uh, maybe we'll run with it yeah, and see where it goes. and just see what happens. Okay. So we kind of have an idea of what the players are doing. They're looking for a giant peach fruit in the Feywild. Right. So more wacky shit can happen for a wedding ceremony of these two dryads. Yo, right. And yeah, so we're going with the wedding thing. So yeah, let's build up a little bit on that as well. Like, what is the wedding? Who are the people getting married? Though, I guess the overall kind of structure of this will be you are trying to facilitate this wedding by getting everything that's required the main thing being the fruit but the majority of it will be this sort of like grocery store rush event yes so i think we need a little bit more meat for these topics so what is 
like, what do you usually get at a grocery store? What do you really think about at a grocery store when you're there? Like, what is the thing that, like, comes to your mind where, like, oh, I have to go to a grocery store and you dread doing? That I dread doing? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the whole experience of being at the grocery store, for one thing. Oh, really? Why? No, I don't know. I, mean, I just don't like going out. Okay. Well, for me, I don't... So, like, I'm the kind of person that is just totally fine with eating the same shit every day. Okay. So I'll usually just kind of do, like, simple, some kind of meat broccoli veggies and what happens when that meat or broccoli isn't there what do you do that doesn't happen okay well actually so fries sells this well i mean all grocery stores do this and also if i say fries and people in every other state will have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about kroger but yeah so grocery stores you now they it's way more common now that they do like the pre-cut broccoli florets yes and that used to run out but then I think they realized how fast people were buying it out and they mm-hmm. started increasing the supply for it. Okay, okay. So it doesn't happen anymore. Not relatable. Not relatable. I think it's relatable. I think people want an ease of access to some specific item, like a vegetable. Oh, no, yeah. But I mean, me going to the grocery store and being like, oh, they don't have blank anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever run into that, except the one time I wasn't able to buy pre-cut broccoli florets. And I had to peel my own like a fucking loser. God, every time like I talk to someone about a grocery store, I just always remember Richard every week will message me, I'm at soup when he goes to a grocery store. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? I love it because it's like, oh, he's sharing his day with me. Is a grocery store just called soup? Yeah, it's a reference to that old like code uh, Gios um, joke on YouTube. Yes. Okay. Let's not talk about this because it's way too much to explain <laughs> to contextualize it. Just Google I'm at Soup on YouTube or, yeah, look it up Google on it on YouTube, yes. Yeah, Google it on YouTube. Because they're I'm owned by the same company now. Exactly. So yeah. anything you search on YouTube is technically Googling. Okay, okay, cool. So there's that. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out, like, where we're taking this, though. Because, like, it could be an easy, like, adventure where it's, like, A, they go to a grocery store. B, they have to fight some people. C, they get the peach. D, they bring it back to the wedding. And everything's solved. But... It doesn't really bring in that Street Fighter element very much. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, we have to incorporate Street Fighter. How could I forget? Yeah. Um, well, so my sort of approach going into this, or what kind of sparked joy for me in that... Um, what is that lady's name? Uh, Marie Kondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it... it wait, it's M-A-R-I, right? I don't know, probably. Okay. I mean, they probably Americanized it and added an E. Yeah, yeah, no, I, well, I'm just trying is she's not like she's a japanese born japanese yeah person, she don't right? speak no english yeah okay so it's not her name isn't mary why like, did i say it like that whatever. she don't speak no english no for sure though she is japanese you're right so god the tangents man it's too much <laughs> um but yeah so what i was feeling was kind of like there's going to be it, it's going to revolve around being in this grocery store and competing with other people to get something. So there's going to be kind of like probably some kind of mechanics involved with either like gaining distance toward the thing that is being sought after. Okay. Though I don't know if that's as interesting because it's basically just going to be like getting to a point the fastest. So I think maybe, and then we'll design this later, but like there'll probably have to be something like a little more dynamic about it. Okay, um, for, like, the mechanical aspect behind it. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, what you're actually trying to do. But there, I think, like, we should design it so that there's sort of, like, a encounter that is, like, a big struggle of, like, moving around this. And I don't even know if it's going to be a literal grocery store. But, yeah, something that's kind of, like, a mad rush to get supply after supply. But maybe it's kind of, like, 
a moving board, so to speak. Sure, sure. That's fair. It's probably something we would design, but I still want to get more Street Fighter into this. I, th- I feel like... Yeah, okay, so... So let's let's kind of just riff about Street Fighter for a while okay. and then figure out like what elements of it we want to put into the session. Yeah, so I'm a cami main and I've broken my fight stick like three times. Really? Because for some reason when I do the, uh, sp- not spywall arrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spywall arrow. The dive kick, because in Street Fighter Five you can do like a very low dive kick and it's part of the gameplay for Kami where you do dive kicks so low that yeah, they're safe on block. They're safe on block, but they're really hard to do and it requires you like a hard swing back into like a back circle or a quarter circle on on the stick. On the stick, yeah. yeah. And I did it so aggressively cuz like when I was playing against my friends, I get like so sweaty when I play Street Fighter. It's like oh, insane. Okay. Um, sweaty physically sweaty or sweaty as in you're trying very hard. Both, but very physically sweaty. Me and Richard when we finished playing, uh-huh. we'll just go like Man, I am drenched in sweat, and I'm like my shirts off, fans on, and I'm just like like there's like a pool of like water under me. Wow. Yeah, but I've broken just my bros stick. being bros. Yeah, just bros being bros. Just getting real sweaty with each other. Yeah, taking your shirt off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just bros being bros. Yeah, but definitely like that aspect of like competition, and I think lore wise, Street Fighter is really weird because. I mean, there isn't really even that much lore, right? Like, it wasn't even until recently that they, that there was, like, character building beyond just, like, this fighter is from this country! Yeah, exactly, that's true. There's some old thing about, like, world domination from M. Bison, whose real name apparently was Vega, but then they switched him around. Yeah, and it was because it was, like, legal issues, right? Something like that, because yeah. Because M. Bison is literally supposed to be like Mike Bison. Oh, right, And yeah. so it's the name of the boxer guy who yeah. looks an awful lot like Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a Balrog. Maybe we'll incorporate Mike Tyson into this somehow. Right. Wait, yeah, how did that get mi- mixed up? So Vega is the guy with the claws, right? Yes. And the mask. Yeah, but... And he used to be called Balrog in the, the American version. The right? Japanese version, I think, yeah. Because they had to change it when they came over. That's why. They mixed all the names up, I believe. Someone with Street Fighter lore, like, and all their copyright issues, please message us on Twitter and we'll check us. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But either way, like, they had to, like, rotate their names for the three main bad guys, which was M. Bison, Balrog, and Vega. And they did, like, a whoop. And I'm doing, like, this motion with my hand. You guys can't see it. Yeah, yeah. They did the classic Capcom whoop. (laughs) Whoop. Yeah. Um, the other things I think about with, like, Street Fighters, like, you sometimes have to play a minigame when you beat up a car. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't know what that's about, but Love yeah. that. Love that. Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. maybe that could be one of the counters. You have to, like, break a truck down to get, like, one of the items inside oh, of the truck that's being delivered. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's sounding like this is going to be very much like you're in a modern grocery store. Yeah, I don't know how you could fantasy it. I guess if you say it's a Feywild, then the Feywild could probably have a modern grocery store. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny enough to just kind of be like, yeah, and then you enter a Kroger's. Yeah, and like, you have to go to the modern way grocery store while being fantasy people. You get anti-isekai, you get opposite isekai into our world. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just kind of funny to just be like, next to the tavern, there's a Costco. (laughs) It's just like a Costco. Okay, I like that. So they probably could just like be searching for like three different things. One of them is beating up a car or truck to get an item for the adventure that the wedding needs to facilitate. And I think that's the whole like hook for everyone, right? It's like, we need to, we want a wedding to be completed. 
and be able to give birth to our child. Right. Because that's all synonymous to each other. Yeah, it all checks out. Yeah, if you're not married, you can't have a kid, clearly. Right. That's just not physically possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, as you learn in The Sims, to have a baby, you just kiss mm-hmm. after you get married, and then a dialogue box will pop up asking if you would like to have a baby. <laughs> and then if you click yes, out pops a baby. Yeah, yeah. So we have some things that we want them to deal with. Uh, we know why they're going on this adventure, which is wedding, they need supplies, you've been tasked by Dryads to do this in the Wild. you end up going to a grocery store. Maybe that could be the fun thing. It's like, oh, you need to go to this mystical, uh, enchanted land right. to gather these materials, and then when you get there, it's a Kroger's, and that's the dumb joke. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I imagine it might be something like, so if it's remote, then it would kind of make sense for guy who is either like some kind of artificer you know so that would like explain the sort of like high technology aspect of it or maybe he's just like some kind of wizard that like owns this basically menagerie of like exotic fruits slash produce slash animals maybe and broccoli and broccoli maybe it's enchanted broccoli animals Mm, yeah okay and broccoli animals oh is this gonna be like that series toriko where everything like all the food is animals all right, here is a suggestion. Yeah? Just fucking VeggieTales it. Oh my god, I love it, I love it, okay. So it's just gonna be like a kind of stronghold of produce people. Okay, before we go diving into the stronghold though, explain to our, I guess, non-religious viewers what VeggieTales is. Oh, I actually know very little about it. In fact, I don't even know like how religious it is. I just know that it's like, supposed to be a christian values show yeah it's a bunch of like cgi vegetables right. t- telling stories from the bible or teaching like good value stories oh do they actually tell stories from the bible yeah they do like noah's ark and stuff here and there if i remember correctly oh how much veggie tales have you watched as a kid i have this vivid memory of being at red lobster and watching it on tv while my parents were eating it was a weird experience. But, but you've watched it, like, outside of that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've watched a few episodes here and there. They okay. do a lot of singing, too. There's, like, a, a lot of musical portions to it. Yeah, I think the only time I've actually watched it live was, like, at a dentist's office or something. Yeah, oh, that, too. I definitely remember doing that, too. Yeah, dentist hella into VeggieTales. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, dentist's office, a Red Lobster for some reason, and then... And Red Lobster really throws me off. I didn't even know they had TVs at it. Just the one I went to, I'm pretty sure. I remember eating, like, a crab cake and being like... And they're, like, butter biscuits. Oh, the biscuits are great. Oh, so good. And just, like, there's just VeggieTales going on. That's strange. It sounds like what happened was you went to, like, a a Red Lobster that was, like, a repurposed Applebee's or something? (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Oh, man. But I guess that's not really part of this. I don't don't think we're going to incorporate Red Lobster in my childhood memory of watching VeggieTales. Right, yeah. Anyways, I mean, the whole point of this was just to say that... Maybe you're going to, like, fight a bunch of... Anthropomorphic vegetables? and veggie dudes, yeah. Wait, is anthropomorphic the right word? Living vegetables? Yes, because anthro refers to the humanization aspect, right? And then morphic is the fact that they're living. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I I use the word right, hopefully. Yeah. No, I think the the word you're looking for is anamorphic. Anamorphic, oh, okay. So, So it's humans turning into veggies after touching them. Oh, maybe this is like a grove of druids turning into vegetables. No, that means you're just killing a bunch of druids and oh, eating them. Oh, circle, circle of the veggie druid. Yeah. Do I like that idea? Do you? Um, could be interesting. Mm. It could be interesting. 
so I mean, there's layers to it, right? Like, how deep do we want to go? Like an onion? Yeah. Also a vegetable. Is an onion a vegetable? I believe so. Yeah, it's come out. Yeah. What else could it be, right? Yeah, it doesn't have seeds, so I'm pretty sure it is. Veggies? Oh, it doesn't have seeds. Yeah, I think that's what differentiates a vegetable from a fruit. Right. Is the lack of seeds. How long have we been going on this tangent about vegetables? I mean, we need to establish some baseline facts about vegetables. Okay. That we want to like be in this grocery store stronghold known as Kroger. Right. What can they do and what makes them unique from a background wise? I do think Druid circle of vegetable might be a thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely a unique idea. Okay. We can put, I think there's potential here. Okay. There's definitely potential here. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to end up for us just turning into uh, like the gritty reboot of VeggieTales. Oh! But there's potential here for sure. Okay. I mean, that's kind of an interesting design space, right? druids and then transformation but then it's like transformation into something extremely non-conventional but it's not non-conventional in the, in the sense that it's like a strange animal or like a non-living thing it's like a living thing but living in a very weird sense of the word yeah it just makes me think of plants versus zombies for some reason ah but that's like flowers and stuff right it's not actually like vegetables it's not all flowers they have like pumpkin cannons like melon launcher that's a fruit but uh oh okay. they have vegetables yeah it's essentially anything you can plant huh okay so maybe you can use that as your uh like uh token for when you're fighting these guys in their stronghold who knows um okay okay yeah so let's kind of backtrack a little bit here mm-hmm. and then establish what we have so far so we're kind of looking at like going to this kind of isolated place mm-hmm and I guess it's like a circle of druids who, for some reason... The circle of Kroger. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, and how would this work? Like, they are just attuned to maybe like a specific harvest god? Yeah, I or think something? so. That's probably their background, yeah. And so they turn into vegetables? yeah. They're so attuned to the plant-based side of things that they turn into vegetables, and I guess you could probably include fruit and What would be the life. advantage of turning into produce? You can photosynthesize, so you don't have to eat food. Vegetables tend to be a bit more malleable and have hyper-regeneration in some sense. Okay, um, okay, this is interesting. They have tough cell walls, and they could probably not be as susceptible to modern-day um, mammalian diseases. Wow, okay, this is this is a deep lore about plants. <laughs> yeah. Plant biology. Yeah, I'm just making shit up. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> something, but, something cellulose. Yeah. I, but it's always cool to think of, like, these, like, wild vegetables attacking people with, like, weird, like, like, think of bok choy and it's punching the crap out of you or something. Right, 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 right. Yeah, maybe it would make kind of more sense, like, thematically, to just be, like, they're possessed somehow. Like, it's kind of more like forest spirits, but they just manifest as weird Christian motif (laughs) produce. With big bulging eyes and weird CG. Okay, I think that makes sense. So they're just, like, fae spirits or wisps of some sort that possess vegetables to control them to fight Yeah, um, when they're in danger. Yeah. And then it would be some kind of, like, stockpile of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's something like the fruits are vessels, as we established. Uh-huh. 
and it's kind of like a warehouse or like a storage location for them yes and that has been taken over by some kind of other like weird plant spirit a corporate spirit thing a kroger corporate spirit oh and they turn it into a grocery store yeah okay okay yeah okay so then (laughs) so then the plot hook would be that they need to basically reclaim that Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like ancestral, sort of like a birthing ground oh. for these kind of like dryad sort of people. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Let here's this. How about this? Um, the wedding ceremony. They want to use that ceremonial ground, and you're trying to reclaim the ceremonial ground for them to conduct their ceremony from a corporate greed spirit such as Kroger. Right, yeah. right, right. Who's underpaying all the farmers and workers who do things there, I guess. Yeah, well, and I, I assume it, it's something like the the fruit has some other, like, extremely valuable, uh, like, aspect to it for maybe humans mm-hmm. or, you know, some, I guess it's a fantasy yeah. thing. So it could be just spirit. literally anything that isn't Magic, those. Magic, Yeah. And we'll just sing about it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a callback. Great callback. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. So we have the reasoning and what they're fighting for again. A little bit more established than just go grab shit, right? Right. Then it might be kind of interesting to sort of revisit the grocery store concept. Okay. And kind of think of anything we want to incorporate from that. Because I, I think it, it's, it might be too early to just abandon that completely. Okay. But given our new scenario, it is like a little weird to incorporate, right? Yeah. What aspects were you looking to add in that you really like from the grocery store aspect so do we still want to kind of have like a sort of because i do enjoy the like mad rush to get like the final supplies of something at a grocery store but i don't know if that really fits Mm. this new scenario maybe you have to accumulate like certain supplies from other competitors in the same area and when you have collected all the things you need, you can banish the store away? No. Maybe it's like this. Maybe uh, there was there's sort of like a birthing grove. Okay. Where all of these like mystical giant peaches hang from these trees and they're kind of like cocoons basically for, mm. you know, like the dryad young. Mm-hmm. And they get basically like poached. Oh, okay. And then they're being transported to kind of like a mega grocery store. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay. And so now we have a couple of options of uh, one of them being the beating up a car. (laughs) Yes. Because you're going to have to probably intercept the cargo Mm -hmm. as it's being transported. Okay. So you're going to beat up that truck. And then maybe you'll probably also have to like bust out the rest of the poached fruits that are currently sitting in the facility okay sitting in this kroger's okay i think i i see where you're going with this so whatever this kroger is taking essentially the children of the dryads and right. selling them off as groceries and your mad dash is to prevent those children's from being sold off and eaten in a weird like chicken run style-esque storyline so Intro to the hook. You hear from this distressed dryad group at a wedding that their children have been poached oh right by yeah perfect truck that's driving away they describe what it is you chase it down and you can destroy the truck 
it's a fight scene. It'll probably have some vehicle style XP. You could probably... Yeah, I guess the truck itself would be a creature. Yeah, you could probably use Descendant Avernus. They have like these infernal Or vehicles. you can use like Transformers. <laughs> you can use Transformers too. <laughs> Just have Optimus Prime be evil. Why not? Um, yeah. Or Starscreen or Megatron? Ooh, yeah. Is that a... Yeah, that's a Transformer. That's a Transformer. That's definitely a Transformer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got it. You did it. Yeah. You named three Transformers. Got it. Thank All you. right, bring out the charcuterie board. <laughs> God, if we had charcuterie while we're doing this, that'd be freaking baller. Yeah, it's just a reward for us being able to nail references really good. Mm, good job. Naming good job. three characters from a franchise. For sure. God. Um, but yeah, so the player's goal is to destroy the truck, get whatever they can, produce they can off that, and free them. But they still know that there is a grocery store-esque warehouse with tons of produce which are actually the children of the Dryad that you have to save, which right. is kind of dark to think about it. Um, it's pretty heavy, but it is. Yeah, a... yeah. I mean, you don't have to like paint it that way if you don't want to. Yeah. And if sure. you do, feel free, I guess, if you're a weird fucked up kind of dude. Yeah. I mean, it is a story about you saving children, yeah. which I guess is a good hero plot line for right. players. Like, what else, What other reason would you need to go on an adventure? It's like, go yeah. save some kids. It's like, exactly. all right. Fair enough. Thor did it. <laughs> that fuck was a it. great movie. Yeah, if, if Taika Waititi can do it, then fuck it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I maybe that shit too. It's D&D. I do what I want. Yeah, maybe you can just empower all the vegetables to fight by your side that you can collect. And that's oh. the final fight. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you would be like hatching them, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what, like, it, it, I don't know whether to treat them as like eggs or like fruit or like mammalian children. Uh, eggs? Because it's like Dryad being born from fruit, but mm. the fruit is kind of more of like an egg slash cocoon metaphor. Yeah. Maybe you need, maybe they need like a certain um, element to agitate them to hatch and you're bringing that to them. And that's, right. that's how you, that's how the final fight goes. And the more people you can collect, the more allies you have in the final fight against the Kroger staff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would just be, like, employees <laughs> making minimum wage. Yeah. Um, or maybe, like, corporate higher-ups or something. There's probably some evil, bad, dark overlord overseeing all of this. I kind of like going into the whole, like, corporate structure of this, mm -hmm. because then one of the outs would be, like, you just convince the workers to unionize, and then mm. it removes them from the final encounter. Oh, that's cool. like, fuck this shit. I like that, I like that. Okay, so the first fight... Though you fight a transformer, beat it up. Yep. One of the recommendations is descent into Avernus. They have infernal vehicle stat blocks that you can use, just as a recommendation. Because <laughs> I see. I Are you meant to fight them though? I thought it was meant to like be used as a vehicle. The truck. Yeah. Um, you can fight. No, them. I mean in descent to Avernus. Uh, they're meant to be used as a vehicle, but you also use vehicles to fight other vehicles and stuff. Right. Um, Isn't it like? Oh, I mean, we don't we don't need to go into the weeds of it, but I thought it was like for vehicle to vehicle combat. Um, so I think not primarily to for like player to vehicle. Yeah, you'll probably have to workshop it a little bit. Switch the numbers around. Yeah, I don't think there's anything too dangerous. I mean, it's one truck versus four guys, and you can pump their level a little bit too. So yeah. if you want to do it at like level eight or ten, yeah, it could yeah, be a yeah. fun little like high fantasy adventure. But you're destroying the truck. You save some produce. Maybe you can find the workers. You can convince them to help you to sneak into the w warehouse. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't know what they're transporting. Exactly. And they don't care because they're only paid like seven fifteen an hour. <laughs> yes. You definitely add. Yeah. Sprinkle that in. Um. They'll give you their outfits and maybe some contacts inside of the warehouse. Maybe hmm. they have a union leader there that's trying to establish ah. um, better wages and rights for them. And they don't actually know what's going on with the produce. They don't know where it's coming from. Right. So yeah, okay. We can establish that character as Darlene. 
and okay <laughs> that's a Is that's darlene a, a name sure why not okay uh, it's a feywild name why not oh okay. um yeah darlene the union leader that you have to make contact with right okay yeah and her main goals is that she wants better rights for her workers and she doesn't understand the problems of this area. But if you just approach her without like proper like uniforms or outfits or info, then she might treat you as an outsider and maybe send the staff to attack you. Right, right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. This kind of sets up some elements for what the players can do from a more uh, diplomatic approach. Right. Where they can either steal the costumes, convince the staff members to help them get in contact with them, and find that information. Yep. It doesn't have to be given, but it's an option if they want to go a different route, which is the unionizing the employees. Right, right, right. So, I guess, would there be an instance where you would do this whole truck thing and then still have to kind of brute force your way into the store? I think so, because... Let's say, for instance, like you attack the truck. I think the initial reaction from the staff members is someone's attacking us. We have to fight back. Oh, true. Yeah. So maybe you would just wipe out whoever is driving the truck anyways. Yeah. Like maybe you throw them out of there or maybe you kill them on accident. Right. Okay. As like an initial reaction. And then you overtake the truck and then you use and maybe you didn't get the costumes off of them or costumes. They're uniforms. They're, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. little like uh, name, name tag and black yeah. polo. Yeah. Right. Crazy uniform. Uh, and then you just drive the truck into the grocery store and there's other people there looking to grab produce, but you don't want them to grab produce because you want all the produce so they can right. be saved. Yeah. So you're trying to keep people from leaving too. So maybe there's like a weird conflict there. that they. Yeah, can I kind of like that there's suddenly this dynamic of like, your players might not necessarily know that the employees are not necessarily evil. Yes. And so, but you might just be like, well, fuck them. It's a company mm -hmm. and everybody's bad. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to kill everyone. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if it does end up being that way, you don't have to be like, oh yeah, all the employees are good. You guys fucked up. That kind of feels like a very like, it feels bad for the players a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, depending on what the scenario is, it, it sounds like it's something fun to kind of feel out with role play because you can kind of role play people mm -hmm. just like employees being like, okay, well, fuck this. Like, I don't get paid enough yeah. to fight a band of level 10 adventurers. Yeah, definitely channel your minimum wage, like past career or current right. career working at Starbucks, dealing with Karens. That's kind of yep. the vibe you're getting. Like someone who's really doesn't want to be there, but kind of has to because there's no way out. Yeah, because they are bound by the chains of capitalism. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that's too real. Okay so yeah uh, we'll figure it out for sure for sure but that's the first scenario and there's a few out there's the diplomatic approach there's like a stealth option to get in by using the truck and i would say that there's the offensive option which is just driving the truck into the grocery store or yep, just right yep. running straight through the open door but the main thing once you enter the grocery store then is you have to collect as much produce as you can and keep them from getting taken out of the store so there'll right. be shoppers there looking to buy their daily goods for going home to make broccoli mm. and chicken and you got to stop them from doing that because they're children and they don't know they don't right, know right 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 yeah is there more we want to incorporate from like different sections of the store is it going to be kind of like a weird like poacher thing where like everything in the store is like some kind of exotic animal sort of living thing Mm. Or is it just like, oh, they just happened to find these fruits? Yes, I think it's and that. And they, maybe they do or they don't realize that it's like eggs, basically. Yes, I think that's the thing. Where like some of the fruit, like we'll say specifically the peaches, I guess, in this right. scenario. Yeah. And maybe 
what's another thing that you buy at a grocery broccoli yes the the peaches and broccoli are specifically very random oh, okay yeah are specifically the key items or the key eggs of the dryads. The things we want to save, yeah. The things we want to save. Because mm. the grocery store has a lot of stuff. It'd be kind of weird to say, like, everything on in the grocery store is a living thing. I right. guess it could be, too. Well, I mean, you could kind of have the approach of, like, it's basically like a, a fucked up rich people's auction house where they just sell exotic, weird things to eat. Feels very Epstein Island-esque, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically that, right? Like, kind of just, like, I mean, like, basically, like, being being someone who poaches endangered animals, basically, uh-huh. just for, like, the, like, either selling something from them or because mm. people want those animals, either, oh, like, taxidermied okay. or whatever. For sure, for sure. Oh, I like that. Okay, so certain aspects are actually just eggs, and but everything in this grocery store is just, like, exotic foods. Yeah, uh, right. Dining right. of High something. High-end something. High-end something, yeah. yeah. So may- maybe the approach could be something like, it's not that... There's sort of like this supply chain of these peaches. It's more like it's a small sort of, you know, tribe or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. of dryads. And then they have this one sacred grove where mm-hmm. they grow their babies. I don't know. Yeah. In if the you trees? think about it too much, it's like a little too <laughs> weird. But yeah. So it's like, oh, these poachers happen upon this grove of like crazy huge peaches. Mm-hmm. And they're like clearly super magical. Mm-hmm. So they take them and then they're like it's this one transport of just this grove grove of peaches mm-hmm. going to this what is essentially like an auction house mm-hmm. where they sell off like exotic uh like you know fey shit yes okay um and so what you're going to do then is you intercept the what is it the um, truck yeah you intercept the street the fighter truck. truck yeah exactly so you fight the truck you fight a vehicle and then at that point you kind of have the option of like going to the grocery store mm-hmm. slash auction house and just shutting down the whole operation, which yeah. is, which is what, which is where you would kind of have different avenues as to like getting everybody to unionize and then like getting them to realize that what they're doing is fucked up and then quitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, like even like offering them enough money to leave. Yeah. I guess if your like, characters come in with a huge amount of money, it's like, Hey, yeah. we'll hire you to do something else. Exactly. And benefits and higher wage and a proper retirement fund. Right. And then I guess, so then there's probably someone obviously like running it and then we can decide like, cause like obviously the guy who is running the whole op- or overseeing the whole operation mm-hmm. the knows board. what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's like evil, evil, but like maybe the people working directly under him don't necessarily know that everything is, you know, like not ethically sourced and also like literal kidnapping. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be kind of like an interesting way to approach like how much of this you need to dismantle in order to kind of like resolve it so to speak okay so it'll kind of be like the introduction to this is meeting these dryads and then being sent to intercept the cargo and then that leads you to this it's not morally ambiguous in in terms of like what they're doing but like the people involved in the operation don't necessarily know or maybe they're kind of being forced into it or something okay so then you you decide like how you want to deal with that yeah, so now it's, the question is, is like from a design standpoint, what are the players going to be able to do inside the grocery store? Because we've given them a few avenues on how to get in. We right. Have, yeah, so let's keep all that, right? Like yeah. the union stuff, the union leader, or like you know, the union representative there should be one of the ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously... Darlene, yeah. Yeah, Darlene, right. Our darling Darlene. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be like the the driver of the transport can potentially be a contact for you. Yeah, maybe let's just think of some NPCs that would be part of this operation, right? So there's probably, like, an actual sort of, like, taskmaster, basically. But I guess he's more, like, a manager. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I guess a taskmaster is really just, like, a manager 60 years ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, like, a front-end manager or something. Yeah, yeah. So, like, someone who oversees basically, like, the grunt workers of people who are just, like, mm-hmm. moving goods around, facilitating trades, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He um, gets paid a little bit more. He's a little bit more of a go-getter, but he himself also isn't really happy with his job, and he's also slightly underpaid, but he is, like, working a lot of hours, and oh, okay. he's, for some reason, really committed to the company, is maybe his backstory. Like, let's let's flush these guys out a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess, so you're saying that this manager guy, so basically, like, the lowest level, man, like, team manager, team leader, yeah. is kind of jaded, mm-hmm. but I guess he uses his position as a way to, like, self-validate. Yeah, it's like, oh, because I am I'm a leader, manager or a leader, yeah. yeah. I have value in the world, and this is what... Like, I get my value and my validations from. So I want to do this better. And that's his thought process. Okay, great. So his name is going to be Todd. Todd. Okay, I like it. And he's just going to be this total, like, power-tripping megalomaniac. (laughs) Is he straight-up evil, or is he someone that you want to turn from being evil to help unite the union? I don't want him to be evil, but I want him to be really obnoxious. Oh, okay, okay. I think... He is really actually low status, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, he has no real power. Correct. It's just power in name, and he uses that. He kind of clings onto that. And just barely anything over some of the other people that work below him at best. And that's where he's getting his fulfillment from, from a daily day. Yeah. And why he comes back up and wakes up in the morning to come back into work. Right. So he's kind of simultaneously, like, he kind of hates the company, but he also sucks up to his boss. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's kind of his character... I think he wears suspenders. Suspenders? That's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's his design. He wears suspenders to, like, make himself stand out from everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, everybody else is just wearing, like, jeans and a polo. Yeah, but he's wearing, like, suspenders and slacks, and then his name tag is, like, there on his chest, and he has, like, a bunch of those stickers that they have to show off, like, how good they've done. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Except he's also the one who hands those out, too, so he's just been giving himself a lot. Oh, interesting, yeah. To kind of show off how good he is. Rolling insight for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or perception to spot the pack of stickers on his desk. (laughs) Right. Okay, so we've developed two characters, Darlene and Todd. Darlene is the union worker. She wants to get everyone to unionize, get better benefits, and she doesn't know the problems of where these exotic fruits are coming from, right. which are children. Yeah, so kind of like assuming that the way your party interfaces with her is basically you uh, convincing her to like abandon the company. Mm-hmm. It'll kind of be a trajectory of like, Either you get her to kind of, like, get all of the employees together to leave. Yeah. Or I guess that'll be the kind of the play, right? Yeah, so mechanically what I'm thinking is that if you convince her to join your side, she will get the union workers there to get together and leave or fight with you. So we'll say, like, maybe at the final encounter where there's the big bad boss, he has... 10 minions behind him like staff members that'll fight along with him but if you convince darlene to help you she'll take like half of them with her and then if you can convince dodd to do it too he'll take the other half yeah yeah so that's how it'll work so i think todd's goals or ambitions is looking for higher positions of power and that's what you're trying to sell it to him it's like hey if you help us we can get you like a promotion or maybe you can take out like, start your own grocery store and be, like, your own boss kind of thing. Franchise? Yeah, yeah. your own franchise. And that's what he's trying to... That's his goal. That's what he wants in life. And that's what the characters can play on. 
Um, right. But he's also, like you said, a megalomaniac, and he just likes being told that he's great, and maybe that's his flaw, too, that you can hmm. work off of. Or you can just kill him and take over his name tag and position and just trick everyone else to follow you. I'm sure that's probably an option. Yeah. So what would be, what would be the function of Todd in um, terms of, like, how you could potentially use him? Can you elaborate that a little bit more? Like, what do you mean by function? Like, uh, in terms of, like, his impact on the plot. Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't have to have one, right? He's kind of just, like, the manager. Yeah, I guess he's more of, like, a subplot. Because the overall plot is you're trying to save these peach children from being sold in this grocery store. Yeah. And you have two avenues to help achieve that, which is Darlene, the union leader, and Todd, the megalomaniac manager. And both of them control a subset of the staff there mechanically what that does is that if you convince either one to join your side they either take the staff out and you're not fighting them at the end Mm. or they join your side and help fight with you and i would like to add in like one other assistant avenue which is you can enchant the peaches so they rise and you get an army of small dryas to fight with you too yes which is maybe an army of children fighting by your side yeah it would i think it would be interesting to how would this work i would uh, it would be really fun to like um let the players discover the method of birthing them. I, I don't know why it makes me so uncomfortable to say that. <laughs> to just, like, birth these fruit babies. Well, how does Momotaro get birth in the story? Do you remember? I think they just cut it open. Okay. Yeah. So maybe... That's kind of weird. Well, yeah, because I want there to be some kind of, like, catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. Some kind of, like, Pokemon-style evolution stone oh, that you, like, yeah. touch to the peaches. Because it would be cool if, like... To reward sort of, like, exploration of the facility? Yeah. Maybe there's some kind of, like... What do you have to put yogurt on the peaches, and then they awaken? <laughs> like, especially <laughs> yogurt? Okay, but, so, because, like, that's, like, a little too cum-adjacent for me. <laughs> because, like, that's you're, true, that's true, you're, you're literally right. fertilizing an egg, so it's just like, oh, spray yogurt all over them. That, that's, like, a little too on the nose <laughs> for right. my tastes. <laughs> Sorry, okay, you're right. But no, yeah, something like that, right? Oh, okay. Well, because, like, obviously the Dryads would know how to hatch their own young. Yes, yes. So maybe they, like, tell you... So here's how it'll work. You'll talk to these Dryads. Yeah. And I assume there will be, like, a chief or something that rec- or represents yeah. them. Like a, during the wedding ceremony or something. Yeah, sure. Oh, right! It's a, it's a fucking wedding. So, uh, and then maybe we can loop back to this and then talk about kind of, like, the circumstances of the wedding itself. Mm-hmm. But... They'll probably offhandedly mention, like, oh, we prepared all of this something other than yogurt, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, but, like, and we won't be able to use it because all of our kids are gone. Or, I mean, oh. that's not what they would be saying. They wouldn't be saying, like, oh, darn, we can't use it. It's They would be saying, like, oh, fuck, our kids are gone. We can't use our yogurt. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, all this yogurt's going to go to waste because our children are gone. <laughs> Dang, I spent all this money on yogurt. <laughs> I was working so hard pumping out all that yogurt. Right, why'd my kids have to go and get kidnapped? Oh, what about this? Okay, how's this process? During the wedding, like, part of the wedding ceremony is that someone is given the chance to take care of a new dryad young. That's mm-hmm. part of, like, their wedding uh, ritual. Right. And the way it works is that from the giant peach tree, a peach will fall when two dryads are married, and it falls into a pool of a dryad's river or water. And then, like, it flows down, and then the pe- that water is what hatches the peach. Okay, okay. So, so we're playing hard into the Momotaro, Legend of Momotaro. Yeah, so m- the process maybe in the grocery store to hatch some of the peaches is that you have to 
use water and create like a river for it to flow and then they hatch from that right or you could just okay. spray enchanted water on it yeah 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 so i guess let's just say that it's kind of like a lake of pure purified water or something yeah. like that kind of like ritually purified water mm-hmm. ritualistically yeah um uh, evian what is that i think it's a water brand <laughs> oh yeah aquafina yeah aquafina water lake aquafina yeah lake aquafina that's um, what it's called now yeah let's just do a lot of cool corporate brand plugging in this campaign i think that'll be great <laughs> so we got kroger we got aquafina yeah um, all run by coca-cola maybe i don't know yep uh, yeah i guess aquafina is owned by coca-cola at this point right right yeah i think so yeah not important anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah just kind of dwelling on things we've lost to time yeah and corporate takeover yeah, so, and I think that opens up some interesting opportunities to just kind of be like, well, how would you hatch these kids? And, you know, if your party wants to get creative, they can, like, figure out a way to repurpose something in the facility, maybe, like, in the bathroom. There wouldn't really be, like, a kitchen. There's kitchens in grocery stores. Is there? Yeah, they usually have, like, oh, a right. kitchen for, like, the baked goods and, like, the meats and the right, sandwiches. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so, like, use something in the kitchen and then purify the water somehow yeah. plus they probably have like uh, a sprinkler system for the produce too maybe you have to sneak into it and then repurpose the sprinkler system to yeah okay give out this enchanted water and then they'll all hatch right that could yeah be a whole process cool yeah yeah i like how this is a lot more open-ended than we usually yeah than it, we usually go for yeah it's definitely going to be primarily located within the grocery store and i think the reason why no one's like arresting you right when you go in is people are just like oh either you're dressed as workers there so you can get into like the restricted areas right or b you're just regular shoppers here and let's be honest most staff don't really care what you're doing they're just like i'm making minimum wage so i don't give a fuck so you can kind of hand wave them doing weird shit a little bit mm. like i think there's like a level on how much you can hand wave but you kind of have to be the judge of that. Most people here just be in the mindset that the staff here kind of don't get paid enough, nor do they really care. The most they might do is just like, hey, stop that, or ask you, hey, what's going on? Because that's actually the process. They're like, you can't accuse someone of stealing, but you can be like, hey, I see you have some boxes under there. Did you need a basket for that? Is like one of the things they teach you. Really? Yeah. Oh, have you gone through this training? Yeah, because I used to work at Fry's for uh-huh, a little bit. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, but it's it's part of like their corporate training where it's like you shouldn't just accuse people of stealing unless you're one of the undercover shoppers that exist, which maybe could be. What? Yeah, so in grocery stores and a lot of like big, you know, retail based stuff, they'll have undercover shoppers. Who do, just like watch for crime. Yeah, they watch for crime and I think technically they can arrest people or call people out on stuff. I don't know what the rule is, but. Oh, are they actually cops? I don't know if they're cops, but. There's some specific, like, weird security kind of thing. Oh, strange. So okay. maybe those could also exist in the grocery store, too. So if you're, like, just ca- taking a bunch of peaches and hiding them in your shirt, then they'll be like, hey, someone might come up and stop you. And that might be ah. the whole thing. That could be, like, the trigger. But part of it, so it's not, like, an instant fail. So it's, like, kind of, like, if you want to do a high scenario, it's like, they'll just be like, hey, I see you have a bunch of peaches there. Do you need help? And he's like, well, you shouldn't be taking those outside. And they're, like, confronting you and trying to keep you from doing it. Right. Because part of the rules in grocery stores is like, I guess, unless they actually do physically steal, like leave the premises with it, then I don't think you can actually do anything to them. Yeah, they tell you not to like chase people. Yeah. Because it could end up in lawsuits. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that works. So in the case that it does escalate, like your your party kind of just like wants to go in their guns blazing. Mm -hmm. I would assume that because this is basically kind of like a rich people's like you know super rich people's exotic 
mm-hmm. like weird menagerie auction house kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, AJ's Fine Foods. Okay. Cool. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's a uh, Sprouts. <laughs> um, I assume like the leader or whoever it is probably has some kind of like personal bodyguards there. Yeah. Um, two cops. Okay. Two cops. You can use the cop stat block. Yeah. I mean, this is going to vary depending on what level you want to set your characters at. I'm thinking we'll do it at level 10. We'll put in some, like, heavy hitters. The boss could probably be a decent fighter, too, just to make it more of, like, a... Just to keep the consistency of, like, in every fantasy thing, the CEO of a company is the strongest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just decked out in high, expensive magic gear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you would. we would kind of probably use, like, the poacher aesthetic, right? So he'd be some kind of, like, marksman with, like... Yeah, some, some kind of hunter gadgets. thing. So apparently there is a stat block for warlords in the Mordenkainen Morning Presents Monsters of the Multiverse, page 257. So, I mean, I'm not looking at it, but just really quickly, there's stuff here for humanoids around like CR 12 and under yep. that you can probably throw in. Just like grab a couple. I would say like the final encounter will be big boss warlord guy. And then he has like a bunch of magical gear, quote unquote, is why he's so strong. And then he has two buddies, um, his personal bodyguards right. that are probably like CR six or five something a little bit lower and then the staff that decided that right did potentially not staff yeah, yeah that are probably just like low like guardsmen like cr half or something right 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 that they're just kind of a nuisance and they don't help some real weenies yeah some really weenies but you know they're like oh, i gotta fight otherwise i'll get fired and i can't pay rent so they're obligated <laughs> to do it right okay yes so trying to figure out what we want to tackle next here well, let's see what we even have to do left. Okay, so we have how they get there, yep. how they can get in. We have two NPCs that they can talk to that can weaken the final boss. And we have a solution for how they can awaken the Peach children to fight by your side. Yes. Which are dryads. Which, I'm still questioning how I feel about that because you might have a bunch of kids getting slaughtered during the fight on accident. Yeah, and they are like literal newborns. Yeah. Though I guess, yeah. Maybe have them as sort of like an auxiliary thing where it's like, oh, they can heal you sometimes. Yeah, maybe they... But they're not really getting targeted. Yeah, maybe they don't actually exist, but they give you like a boon. Like you get extra AC, some extra temp HP. Oh yeah, they buff you or something. Yeah, you have advantage on like a couple of your attacks, something like that. Maybe an inspiration because you did it. or something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and maybe the other option is like if you do save the peaches in front of like a large audience, people start recording it and then this Kroger gets canceled or right, something. Yeah, yeah. That oh, I mean, and it, also, it would also like immediately get the the two, like the manager and Darlene on your side, Todd and Darlene on your side. I, I think at least Darlene will be on your side. I think Todd might just be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it would it would make them immediately realize like, oh shit, what we're doing is like just pure evil. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like it's, it's not, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Like justifiable in any way. Yeah. So I think the way you would do it for them to awaken the peaches is somehow get into a restricted area and tamper with the sprinkler system. Right, yeah. right, right. To shower the enchanted water. Well, I guess the person who would have access to that would be Todd, right? Probably, yeah. Has, has, like, the you know, all the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to get the keys from Todd. So that's how that particular obstacle line goes. Right. It's you have to get the keys from Todd, enter a restricted area without being seen, without causing havoc. Otherwise, an alarm gets pulled, probably. Mm. And then if you do successfully finish... Um, hooking up the water supply with the enchanted water, it awakens the peach children, and then everyone is aware that, oh, these peaches are actually kids, and it changes right. it. Well, maybe, I don't know. It depends on who the shoppers are. But hopefully, like, I think in this particular scenario we're creating, they will. Yeah. Okay? 
I don't know what else we need. I guess we have to work on the resolution a little bit more, but otherwise I feel like the obstacles ahead of them have been pretty developed yeah. um, with possible, um, I, I don't want to say, like punishments for if they fail like certain checks, mm-hmm. um, which will probably just be a combat encounter, alarm raise, tons of people come in to do stuff, right, yada, right. yada, yada, yeah. and you're ill-prepared for the fight, um, and reasons why people may not be like immediately jumping on you to kill you. Yep, yep. I'm just thinking a little bit about the final encounter. I kind of want to... You want to just, like, brainstorm, like, a couple ideas to, like, spice up the mechanics surrounding the employees a little bit? Because I was thinking, like, if there's going to be a a dynamic of how many employees you can convince versus uh, how many are going to be fighting you, Mm -hmm. then maybe they're, like, manning some, like, fun, uh, I don't know, like, turret, but not a (laughs) turret, you know, like, something that could be used offensively but it's like grocery store equipment oh what would that be forklifts or something for oh like moving yeah. pallets yeah definitely so maybe forklifts. like you have to like dodge people driving forklifts around the arena oh okay that could definitely be environmental hazards something like that yeah there could be like wet areas that they had spilled everywhere to, like, ah people pop. coming at you with mops yeah those could be like uh difficult terrain and there could be like a dc 12 dexterity saving throw that right. like if you miss you get proned and lose all your movement when you're on it um yeah yeah because it would be um because i'm trying to i'm just trying to think like it wouldn't really be interesting enough to like have a motivation well i guess the players wouldn't really know at the time but like there's not really like a payoff for saving quote-unquote all the employees Mm -hmm. instead of fighting them yeah if during the fight it's just like here's a bunch of 15 hp guys and Mm -hmm. you can just like kill them all with a fireball if you wanted to okay and then like it doesn't really change the dynamic of the fight but if they were just like really fucking annoying oh, okay, during okay. the fight then it would be like oh man like we should have like kind of had an insurance plan for these guys or you know had a how would yeah. you yeah you know however humans would say that yeah, yeah without yeah. making it sound like a weird policy <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh what else can we do I, I like the ideas we have so far the forklift being like hazards in the way like right. they're just driving back and forth and then they maybe have like a charge attack or maybe they're just destructive and push you away right they might not even right. do damage they just push you away from, yeah like, yeah yeah they're just and like, then maybe like maybe knock you prone or something mm-hmm. yeah so they're just like a hazard in that aspect other things that they can do what do people do at grocery stores that really bother you uh man i, I mean i barely ever even interact with the employees at a grocery store Maybe someone, like, pushing a big line or bunch of carts, you know, when they have to, like, return them. Oh, there's a bunch of carts so in your like, way? So, like, create an obstacle or something. Oh, obstacle creation. I like that. I like that. It's just a wall of carts. Some, <laughs> someone cart wall. Yeah, a <laughs> cart wall. Yeah, someone moves, like, a pallet of, like, sodas in front of you, and you're like, fuck. Ah, yeah, okay. A couple of them are just taking out trash, and it's like, oh, it's so gross. Why are you taking out trash through the oh, meat section? Oh, yeah. And then maybe it's some kind of con-saving throw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I guess, I mean... Basically, it's, like, instead of literally having creatures, right, that Mm -hmm. are fighting you as the employees, just kind of have, like, based on the number of employees that are left, they are uh, inflicting one of these kind of, like, status effects or, like, obstacles. Yeah. So, like, how many either stayed or if they stayed at all. Yeah, environmental hazards or something. And maybe they're just like, oh, I spilled oil in front of you. Now you get set on fire or something weird. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then you can use that oppositely if they're on your side. So they would be helping you in that sense to help people. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because they could also be potentially fighting with you. Which would, would again, be kind of like boring if you just had like a bunch of weenies on your side and they didn't do anything anyways. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, what other weird magical effects might they be doing? Maybe they could cast, like, assisting spells like Fairy Fire or, like, Darkness, like, right. randomly. I mean, like, they're low-level weenies, but it is Magical World Feywild Grocery Store, so they could probably do some weird shit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, disrupting his, like, devices somehow, like his traps or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's, like, got all these, like, hunter things that he sprays out. Um, just ideas here, but... Uh, yeah. it's definitely something probably needs to be more flushed out by the DM on their own here. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound that interesting to just, like, create a full, like, battle map encounter on an audio medium. Yeah. So, yeah, we can we can skip that. But there's some ideas there for you guys to work with, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. I think the main thing here that we've set up is the build-up to that final fight and what you can do and the multiple modular options available to you. Yeah. I like how there's just, there's, like, stakes for the people working there. Both from, like, a moral standpoint and from a, like, uh, approaching the final fight standpoint. Yeah, and you can definitely add in more NPCs. Like, maybe you don't want just a union leader and a manager. Maybe you want, like, different staff members around. Maybe just, like, a lowly janitor. Maybe you can convince them to help you in some ways. Right. I imagine you're going to have to be making up a lot of NPCs kind of on the fly here based on, like, what location your players are in trying to do what kind of thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah. But, like, let's say they successfully defeat the leader of Kroger um, and his right. two bodyguards. <laughs> weird sentence to say. Yep. And then they gather the peaches, either if or the children that they've awakened. I wonder if the peaches have, like, that mama bird effect, where it's like, oh, the first thing they see is, like, yeah, oh, it's your mama. Yeah. Could be a fun little resolution. It's like, oh, now you have, like, eight kids. It doesn't sound like a resolution as much as it sounds like a crazy, like, plot hook. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. I don't know. Maybe that's the reward. You had eight kids. Eight dryad kids. Great. I guess. I don't know. Great reward. Um, or the other option is, obviously, you bring the peaches back to the Dryad's Grove. They conduct their ceremony. And right. And the people who are getting married are allowed are given a child to raise. Ah, they get eight kids. They get eight kids. They get eight kids, yeah. yeah. Or at least a kid, at least, I think. Probably eight kids, because they have so many. Yeah. They're like, oh, we have to have eight parents, and we have to give one each. Eight people, or 16 people, get married really quickly. Ah, right, 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 yeah. And then you all party it up and have fun. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this campaign or this one shot that we made? For some reason, I'm suddenly getting like Metal Gear Solid vibes from it. Okay. In terms of like, it really kind of feels like you're infiltrating this facility and then there's like a lot of sort of like espionage going on. Mm -hmm. I think it has a lot of potential if like you act, but you kind of have to sit down and like design a full map for the place Mm -hmm. um, and kind of populate uh, sections based on like what section of the store it is mm-hmm. um you'll probably have to like come up with some like security and like maintenance people that you can use as ins and stuff like that yeah i mean we're gonna be playing blades in the dark soon yeah and this kind of sounds like a cool way to use that setting as well or use that system as well yeah that system might be better suited for this kind of thing if it's like a pure heist just because they have the whole flashback mechanic yeah yeah it definitely does feel like a heist mm-hmm. for sure but you can also go in Guns Blazing. That's always a fun alternative, too. So d and yep. great for that, which would be a fun battle map because if you made a grocery store-style battle map where there's, like, a flower section, a yeah, poultry exactly. section. Yeah, because you're, like, you, you start the, the pharmacy. You start in the produce section and you, like, battle to the cheeses or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd be kind of wild, too. I honestly, if I was given the chance and I and people were like, oh, we're ready to go in this Guns Blazing because that's what we want to do, Right. then I'd be like, oh, I would definitely want to plant, like, items throughout that you can use in the grocery store, such yes. as, like, pharmaceuticals, Molotov cocktails. Or just, like, um, pushing people into, like, those big stacked can towers. Oh, yeah, like, oh, that'd 
be crazy. It's like, ah, it yeah. causes massive disruption. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it draws their attention away and then you can sneak by. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then all the staff's like, oh, not again. Oh, another thing, just like a weird grocery store thing is like, if you slip on a puddle of liquid, all the staff members that see it have to rush over to help you and be like, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? Just to, you know. Oh, is this like a real thing? Yeah, because like, oh. if you slip and fall, that's like, I think it's on the ah, grocery I see. store. Although a lot of people fake it. They're like, pour down cereal. And like, oh, I slipped. Oh. <laughs> Even though like, it's like clearly like there's cameras. It's like, oh, okay. But I like see. if they slip, they're like, oh shit, we have to go clean it up really quick. So that could be like something you do to draw attention. Oh, right. Okay. Anyways, I mean, just ideas I'm thinking out near the end of this yeah, yeah, adventure. Yeah. But um, did you want to do the recap? Yeah, yeah. So we start with you... I guess, like, either you're, like, invited to the wedding or you stumble upon it, I guess, mm. based on however you want to insert this. Or if it's a one-shot, then I guess you're just invited to a wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. You're dryad friends when suddenly you find out that, like, all of the... or I... So I guess it would be, like, the poachers... How would this work out narratively? So they probably... So it's probably, like... It's not like people are, like, watching this, like, orchard all the time. Yeah. That has the peaches. I think what happens here is that because they're having a glorious ceremony, the orchard or the grove... Oh, it's unprotected. It's unprotected, and that's okay. when they snuck in and took it. And right. when they're like, oh, time for the peach ceremony to give a child, yeah. they're gone. Yeah, okay, perfect. And so you... There's an opportunity here maybe for, like, some tracking, like, nature survival checks to, like, figure out where they went, who they were... Um, you eventually find out that there's a transport thing, so you catch up to it. See some tire marks? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, what manner of beast is this? Uh, Seems to be some kind of 16-wheeler. <laughs> um, so yeah, you fight a truck. There, You can interface with the people driving the truck if you want to, mm -hmm. or you can just fuck them up. Yep. Um, that might be your in when you actually get to the grocery store to either dis disguise yourself. Um, there's going to be a few NPCs there that you can inter interact with, namely... Darlene, our union representative, yep. or Todd, the team lead slash manager. There's going to be some opportunities there to turn the employees either just away from the location or against the big bad boss, mm -hmm. um, who I assume is just going to be like a pure evil kind of like poacher Hemingway style guy. Yeah. Um, he's going to have a couple of bodyguards, so that'll be the final encounter based on whether the employees are there or on your side or against you. There's going to be some obstacles slash maybe just some beneficial effects for you during the fight. Mm -hmm. um, there is going to be an opportunity to actually hatch the peaches that are there because you're trying to uh, round them all up and then bring them back to the dryads. Yep. Um, so that'll be the conclusion. Uh, once you fight the big bad, you bring everything back. Uh, the wedding takes place as intended. And then, you know, some room for role playing a wedding party. Yeah, maybe you're a parent of eight children. I don't know. Yeah, well, however the resolution ends up, whatever your party wants, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of open, there's a lot of direction this can take, and I think for, if you're doing it in a D&D &D setting, or a D&D &D style rule set, you as the DM do have to be ready to improvise a lot of things. Maybe go walk around a grocery store, get used to it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, do some, uh, do some real uh, method acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Daniel, how do you feel about the prompts that we had going to this, and mm. how do you feel like we incorporated it into this story? Um, I, we ended up kind of switching it up a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So we end, we, we landed with grocery store. That worked out. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly. Surprisingly weird. Yeah. Um, the wedding worked out. 
Yeah, it, it worked well for the hook. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. think it was a great hook and right. they're, what they're trying to grab. Because, uh, I mean, we kind of started with it, right? Because we were like, oh, okay, wedding. I don't know how that led us to grocery store, mm-hmm. but it ended up, we ended up kind of focusing on grocery store as the central thing. Yeah. Street Fighter, I don't know, it didn't really work out. Yeah, the most thing we were able to implement was the truck. But Street Fighter itself is like, here's a fighting game where people fight on the street. So I was like, oh, I think I got a little lost there for me. Right. Yeah, it was sort of difficult to actually incorporate stuff about it. But I don't know. I mean, it was kind oh, of a nice here you go. The final there. villain, it's M. Bison. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> and his two assistants, Barog and Vega. Oh, okay. So you're just fighting those three. Those yeah. are your final villains. Great. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting sort of like... It felt very roundabout, but we did end up with a pretty coherent plot here. Yeah, there's an adventure here. I would say for sure you would need to work on a little bit ahead of time just to get your ideas of what NPCs you want, some goals. I would write some cards down and maybe some background NPCs in case you wanted to have more staff members. Yeah. And if you come up with more solutions for the adventure, I think, hey, why not? Like, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this kind of stuff never goes according to plan, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely not. So your players are always going to end up like trying to do strange avenues into these sorts of solutions that you never anticipate yeah but i think this is kind of a good like playground for that Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. there's there's a lot you could pull out of your ass and just be like ah yeah this section of the store would probably have this guy there doing whatever yeah again like i think it would be really helpful yeah sushi oh my god there would be a sushi bar in a grocery store huh yep that's such a weird thing they started making sushi burritos at certain fries it's wild oh and they have beer taps there it's like a whole thing anyways yeah white people love all those things <laughs> all right i mean i like sushi too and beer so yeah i can't really say but yeah daniel would you want to play in this adventure yeah it sounds pretty fun mm-hmm. i like how it's like the approach we took this time because it was so open-ended in terms of what we wanted to stick to or mm-hmm. like going into it we just had no idea what it was going to be what i liked about this time was we were actually able to kind of say like hey this is where you might talk to these kinds of NPCs. Yeah, we definitely spent a bit more time flushing out these characters a little bit more and giving yeah. them, like, goals and flaws on what you as the DM can work with as a suggestion and then the players can affect to hopefully help pull them to your side. Yeah, I think that role-playing style is really fun. Mm-hmm. To just kind of, like... To kind of have the objective of, like, take down a grocery store. <laughs> a corporate monopoly poaching children right. without them knowing. I would like to see the option where, like, the grocery store gets canceled for, like, essentially selling dryhead children. Right, like, I assume, I mean, kind of, like, based on how you want to do this setting, like, you can probably just post videos of it on social media. But you have to get enough people to post it and like it, right. too. Yeah. So maybe there's, like, a level of, like, a persuasion check was, like, how how clickbaity can you make this yeah, title? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, I dig it, I dig it. I mean, that was the one shot we made today. We took wedding grocery store and street fighter and turn that into a one-shot adventure let us know if you liked it at all and if you guys decide to run it uh, as always i'm the forever dm daniel Locke. you can hit us up at one shot at a time on twitter or you can email us any prompts you want us to tackle in the future at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com as always we don't pay any money to do any advertisements so word of mouth telling your friends is the best way to help us out and if you want to support the show you can just um go outside and punch a car <laughs> Just fight some vehicles in real life. Show your support for the show. Yeah, they're the true villains. Oh my god, what if Optimus was the final fight in the grocery store? Oh. 
But I mean, you already fight the truck, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, no, no. But that truck was another mother truck's child. Yeah. Oh. And then it's like, oh, shit, we're the villains. Okay, we're going into another one-shot <laughs> adventure. We'll save that for a future design. Anyways, thank you all for listening. As always, if you get a chance, please leave us a review on Spotify. Give us a five stars, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And we'll be back next Tuesday, same time. Thank you all again. Have a great rest of your day. September 27th.